Hello and welcome to Skin, the anti-racist podcast. In the wake of the Chauvet trial ending in a conviction, it has fallen from the headlines. But it has remained top of mind for us here at Skin. Haley Rose and I sat down and we talked about the Chauvin trial in a number of different ways. Here's our conversation. Okay, I can tell you what I thought about immediately. I thought I was surprised. I really didn't think they were going to convict him. You know, I think we're kind of used to it happening now that they don't get convicted. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. When I first heard about all this, I was so mad and that he wasn't arrested. I picked up the phone and I, I called the mayor. I'm like, I'm from <laughs> Toronto. I'm from Toronto. <laughs> I don't vote. I don't have a say in anything, but by God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the moral Canadian. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you gotta you gotta uh, arrest this guy. So here's my question. Yeah. What has been learned? Not is, much. With his conviction, mm. people are saying, oh, we should never say Derek Chauvin's name again. I say, screw that. I say, let's make an example of him. And no, and I'm not talking about with sentencing or like execution or like parading Tarring him through. Tarring Yeah. Tarring or, and, and you know what? I was totally thinking about that. No joke. I was like... <laughs> I was like, we are not going to charivari this guy, right? We are not going to take him out of his house and do that. But there has to be a way to make his name so synonymous with a cop just totally going racist, lynching. Oh, I know what you mean. You're talking about making his name into a verb. We say you Derek Chauvend it. If you, I if mean, you do that, this sure. is what's going to happen. Because like, that's great, but... Mike, it's just very idealistic. And it's not that I, I'm not an idealistic person. I just, I don't feel the sense of victory that I thought would happen. I don't either. And that's why I feel like more needs to be done than well, what the courts are going to be able to do. I, I, want... I don't think more needs to be done for him. I just think we need to be more consistent about this stuff. It's one time. Okay, well, that sets the precedent, right? I think that big part of the education needs to be if you're a cop and you're in a situation where there is a black person that you feel is suspicious, that you feel is dangerous, whatever it is, you better see a gun. You better see I a weapon. I think you're giving people more intelligence than they have. If there's training. <laughs> There won't be training, Mike. <laughs> There's not going to be training. There needs this to be is... money put into that. You're right. I don't think we're going to see this systemic change through convictions. I have friends that are law enforcement, and I know people who I absolutely can't stand that are law enforcement. But I think when it comes to law enforcement, there is a draw for people that are, they like to be validated through power. And that, I think, is what has to shift. Because I see so many wonderful law enforcement officers who are just, that isn't an attraction for them. The power aspect is not an attraction for them. But I think especially in the U.S., it certainly happens here too. But in the U.S., because there's that kind of low academic requirement for becoming law enforcement, and there's like elected sheriffs and all that. Like, I don't understand this elective sheriff business. Yeah, so weird. But I think that there's a larger percentage of people specifically men who are drawn to that validation through power. That to me is the key.
but the key to everything is is education part of the education is the education of society to build in checks and balances to build in training modules to build in all of these different things that cannot make what happened an option well unfortunately you hit it right like there's education but to me the piece is checks and balances because if i've learned anything is that people have different skill sets right people are good at different things and critical thinking skills is not something that everyone is good at and so you can educate the living bejesus out of people but unless they have that ability to understand critically what you're educating them on you're pissing so into the we wind. don't have that education then we need to simplify the training no and no I we think... need to do the checks and balances right and maybe that's what yes. you mean by simplify like we need to assess these people properly and see if they have the critical thinking skills number one see two if they have the empathy required and three, if they have any kind of concerning background prevailing attitudes, shall we say. And they can't be obvious, like, what do you think of black people? It can't be like that. <laughs> Although with some like people that. it probably can be that obvious. Um, but <laughs> Maybe, you might yeah. be right. Yeah, if society does a, a really good flow chart of if you kill a black person and there is no evidence any weapon there's no evidence of any threat to your life you're going to jail it will also be a charge of a hate crime now that doesn't mean a conviction of a hate crime but it can be that it is added there because if you hang that threat if you hang that threat over somebody's head, you don't think that would give a second no, thought? No, because look at all the people in prison. If you do this, you'll go to jail. They're still in jail. They're still there. But these right? are cops that are going, that are not No, no, they're it. not cops. They're people. They're just people, right? We have to look at them as people. And we can't say if you do this, there's going to be this consequence and expect that it's going to change their behavior. It won't. We know that from the criminal behavior that that's not true but a lot of times it's not as cut and dry as chauvin a lot of times no a no, lot it of isn't. times it's that reaction it's that stereotype mm -hmm. i've heard it described as that right yeah I saw a cop as, as many cops have come on and said you know i saw this person my training kicked in and there has to be something and this is the thing right like what is that something we're also going to wind up with people being afraid to do the wrong thing and because they don't know what to do maybe they err on the side of not doing anything at all for people that actually are criminals or that actually are putting others in danger so i i just don't think it's effective but i agree with the sentiment so why is it so hard to figure out what the thing in many of these cases it is a split second decision here's the thing here's what i think i think the decision is made before the action happens i don't i don't want to sound like all hippy dippy fateful about it but i'd say this kind of horrific thing that chauvin did the kneeling on the neck thing i don't think that was a split second decision i think that was a culmination of attitudes and behaviors that have built up and and permissible an abuse of power that's been permissible and this is just the culminating act it's not something that just happened out of nowhere he's been doing this a long time 
And that's what's exceptional about what Chauvin did, that it is like the the slow death. It is not something that happened in an instant. You know, no. the guy had, what was it, eight minutes and 32 seconds? I think that's the number to get the hell off, right? <laughs> like, can you imagine just sitting here looking at each other for eight minutes and 32 seconds? That's a long freaking time you know to be sitting on somebody's neck for for eight minutes and and there was so much time here's the thing it's unfathomable to us it's it's not to a lot of people and that's that's gross so gross but it doesn't change the fact that it's true and i don't think this conviction is going to change that for a lot of people because it's it's been happening since it hasn't stopped it Right since the it's since the conviction, how many more young black people have been killed in the United States by law enforcement? I think shit people are going to be shit people, no matter what kind of rule you give them. So if we change the way we hire law enforcement and the way we screen law enforcement, maybe that'll help. So what can society push? When I see what happens with the the family outside of the trial the celebrations in the street and and all that stuff great i get the release i get the relief i get all of that that thank god this this finally happened you know that that there was this conviction yeah but but the mobilization and the organizing of society has to be better chauvin would not have been arrested if there were not, if I didn't call, if there weren't, you know. <laughs> You're if, right. It was only if, because of Michael Anthony from Toronto. I was the only one that if there were all of these phone calls and emails and oh, public pressure. I know that there are a lot of white people out there who think that now we're, we're done here. Listen, there were people who I, I know personally who said when the conviction when when the word guilty was was read i looked at him and i felt bad for him and oh. and and i was like what what how do you feel i don't get I, I, yes he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail but or you know hopefully i i you know i don't know what the sentencing is going to be but like get, no you don't get to feel bad for this guy i think let me let me frame it with maybe what because these are people you know that are otherwise decent human beings correct yes okay let me try and frame it with what maybe they were trying to say feeling bad for an empathy are different and i've worked with some really really bad eggs right really bad egg guys that well they've killed people frankly as well and i i'm able to find empathy there because they were given power they never should have had and so i guess maybe what they feel is empathy for someone that never should have been allowed to have that kind of power that never should have been allowed to to be in that position to have that authority my response to that is that you also have to know yourself yeah yeah also oh well you know you you (laughs) also have to know yourself like if you know yeah. if you know yourself to be a certain way yeah. you know yeah. there are certain jobs you should probably stay away from i'm yes, a freaking but- coward i'm not going to be a soldier <laughs> you know <laughs> now in no way am i defending this cuz i i know that you're right but i just and so, so it's on it's on society 
No, it's on it's on him too, but it is on it is on the kind of system. Well, for sure it's on oh, for sure it's on him. But if society and I guess it it comes back to, you know, what what you said uh, about figuring out who makes a good officer and who gets led into the force who can handle that kind of power and authority that's what it is who can handle it yeah be a better way to find out this is a conversation that cannot stop here it is one that must continue until the murder of black people in society by police officers stop we need to talk about how we hire police officers, how police officers are trained, the oversight of police officers. We give them such incredible power and we need to make sure that that power is kept in check. Thank you very much for listening. We are Skin, the anti-racist podcast.